and welcome everybody to another episode of the Just Writing About podcast. My name's Enzo and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Bob on the Isle of Wight. Bob, how are we doing? Hello, Enzo. Everything is good. Everything is well. The good news is that just before we started recording, I tipped some water on my laptop, but so far it's still working. So thumbs up there. Excellent. No electronic malfunctions. Let's hope that continues. Mate. Not yet. Yeah, heaven forbid. So, mate, how have we been the last couple of weeks? Myself, I've still been stuck with indoor cycling. It's not that exciting or fun, but it does help keep the fitness up, helps keep the legs spinning, keeps me on a bike of sorts, although it's a sort of virtual bike indoors, uh, watching a TV screen rather than being outside, enjoying the countryside. But, you know, it is what it is. What about yourself, mate? What have you been up to? Well, it's got to be said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not much of a virtual biker, but I think, the, you know, with the whatever kind of comes out, maybe that's something I might need to look into. I'm not entirely certain. But... I mean, what I have been looking into a lot on eBay is tandem mountain bikes, and I can't really stop looking. So, you know, I've already got one tandem in the shed. You know, maybe a tandem mountain bike is what's needed next. I don't know. but Wow. Uh, I, I didn't know such a thing existed, mate. Is that just like a tandem bike with big, fat, chunky wheels? Oh, my goodness. They exist. I mean, if you want to look at something good on YouTube, there's a, a, a couple in New Zealand, and the, the, the guy just decides to build one himself out of two mountain bikes, and they hurl it down this downhill run, which is absolutely crazy and awe-inspiring at the same time. Not entirely certain if you want one of them, just like a cross-country one will do, or something a bit gravelly, but... Uh, yeah, there's a few options, and uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Excellent. Well, we'll we'll definitely talk about uh, tandem mountain bikes um, in another episode. But mate, what have we got for people today? An absolute superb, a bit of a special, mate. I like to like to call this one. Um, we've got a couple of chaps. One especially who knows a lot about bike packing. So uh, you know, literally using your bike to go a bit of you know go on a bit of a holiday, a bit of a um, a bit of a tour, uh, maybe for a few days, maybe even for a week. Um, and, it's, and, and it's quite timely because, Bob, I've been thinking of doing something a little bit like this um, in terms of sort of taking my bike away somewhere rather than uh, in a sort of local area. I'm really keen, mate, on doing a bit of a, bit of a ride in, in one of the kind of closer European countries, maybe France or Belgium, sort of just hopping on a boat, you know, doing a few miles uh, in a foreign land and then coming back. So um, I don't know if that's anything you've ever thought of, of of doing, but it's certainly something that's been crossing my mind while I've been sort of stuck at home, uh, you know, watching repeats on the TV. Well, you, <clears throat> well, we've, we've got uh, two people who can answer questions about that uh, on the show today. So um, I, I think that's it's kind of pretty much coincided exactly at the right time. Perfect. Well, okay. Well, let's 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 introduce the, the two two chaps now. One of them we've we've spoken to before. We've got um, our good friend Ben. Hello, Ben. Uh, good evening. Excellent to have you back, Ben. Now, Ben, for those that haven't listened to a previous podcast, he was going to kind of lead us on our South Downs Way trek that we did have organised, which sadly was sort of coming up in the next couple of weeks. But events have slightly changed, and we're unable to do that little journey. But Ben was going to help us. Um, sort of do that little weekend away. Uh, I think it was about 100 miles or so. Is that right, Bob, we was going to try and do? It is. Days? It was, and it, it will still happen. It's been put back 12 months, 
but it will still happen. The, uh, the, 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 the beds have been booked. We're all ready to go. And um, I'm, I'm so kind of into doing this. We're actually going on, on my Border Collie's birthday. Look at that. Wow. I'm, I'm going to be away for my Border Collie's birthday. I haven't told her yet, but, you know, we'll... Uh, what a try and what a sacrifice, mate! It but, is but one that's going to be well worth it, I, I suspect. <laughs> um, but alongside Ben, we've got a young chap. Uh, we've got Tim Mason to save, who really does know a bit about bike packing, and we're gonna we're gonna drill Tim for a for all the tips and, and tricks that he can help us with. So uh, welcome, Tim. Uh, good evening. Thanks for having me on. But not a problem, mate. Not a problem. So Tim, um, as I understand, you've kind of done it quite a bit of backpacking and and actually you're an ambassador and a sponsored kind of athlete tell us a little bit about that um yeah i suppose, I suppose athletes a bit uh, a bit loosely termed, <laughs> but, um yeah so i spent a bit of time setting up some some trips uh one in particular going up to scotland i wanted to kind of raise the profile of that because i was trying to raise some money so um so yeah, so just got in touch with some some companies for, for, for different products I was using. Uh, I had a company get in touch with me, um, which was really great. And also, yeah, a, a kind of a, a friend of the family who owned owned their own company got in touch, heard about what I was doing, and um, and just wanted to help. So so was able to to kind of fund most of it, which was which was amazing. But yeah, so it's it's yeah the athlete part is like I say quite loosely termed, but <laughs> but the, the the sponsorships are there. So, so Tim, I mean, is is it a charity event that you've that you've organised to get this going? Are you, you're looking to raise money for a, for a specific uh, purpose? Yeah. So I wanted to do something. I wanted to do a big event. I wanted to challenge myself. So I arranged to to ride the North Coast Five Hundred, um, which is uh, a loop of the Scottish Highlands, starting and ending in Inverness. And I kind of challenged myself to, to do it in five days. So 100 miles a day uh, was my target. Um, and that was completely self-sufficient. So that was carrying uh, the tent and all the cooking equipment and all my clothes and the food and everything with me on the bike. And yeah, that's that's where the obsession with, with bikepacking really took off. And, uh, and it's, it's just gone from there, really. It's uh, it, it, interesting when uh, when I kind of saw your, uh, your your sort of itinerary there and say kind of say you're doing about a hundred miles a day doing that kind of northwest 500. Funnily enough, me and my wife were looking to do a very similar thing, um, but we were actually going to be in a camper van and we were going to do half the miles you were going to do each day. So uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty hardcore, I think. You've probably got the better idea. That's fantastic, Tim. So. In terms of, of, of bike packing, is it usually where you, like you say, you're self-sufficient, so you're not booking hotels? Is that how it's usually done? Or do, do most people sort of have sort of stop-offs and, and they you know, stay somewhere warm and dry and, and a nice sort of comfy blanket? Or is this bike packing really sort of literally living off the land? For those sort of few days that you're out and about, I don't. I don't think there's a there's a written rule book. It's 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 down to to, to what people want to do, really. Um, I know, I know guys who have planned trips that do take in uh, a B and B or a hostel or, or or something somewhere. I mean, certainly one of the nights that I was up in up in Scotland, the plan was that I was going to one of the nights I was going to stay on a caravan park. So it would, it would, I'd still be pitching the tent. It would just mean that I'd have some facilities to go and kind of um, take a shower and and, uh, and and whatever. So yeah, I, th I think it's just a case of you know pick uh, pick A to B and uh, find the, uh, the the nicest way of getting there. Really, 
Hmm. I mean, I think when we were um, kind of looking at our sort of um, South Downs Way, uh, or South Downs Way 2021, as it's now being called, we, yeah, we, we are kind of, uh, we are sort of going the very comfy way because we're sort of stopping at like a little bunkhouse before we turn around and come back again. So, yeah, yeah so, uh, so kind of uh, uh, no tents, uh, <laughs> basically, yeah, like a little, maybe a change of clothes to sort of like walk down to the pub in um, yeah. before kind of turning around and heading back. But yeah, but- I mean... But that's that's great because you're you're still out. You're still on an adventure. You're still doing um, something you wouldn't necessarily normally do. And we, I, I plan to do something very similar with um, with a good friend of mine. Once this crazy lockdown is is finished, we've we've both said you know mountain bikes or gravel bikes, and uh, and we'll do the South Downs way. So so Tim, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this because this is what we really want to know um, in terms of bike packing. So let's start with the bike itself. Now, would you? You know, on, on your in your experience, the sort of bike that you'd take. I mean, obviously, I don't suppose you've got a super light frame carbon racing speed machine. Do you want something a bit more sturdy if you was to go on a bike packing adventure? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think gravel bikes are taking over where touring bikes were. Personally, the, the bike I was taking to Scotland probably isn't the best, um, isn't the most suited, but out of the bikes I've got, it's probably the better one to take because it's it's an aluminium frame. Um, so it's going to be a lot more sturdier. There's a lot of weight going on the bike and you yeah. don't want to be hanging that off of uh, some sort of priceless carbon. <laughs> yeah. I, saw, um, I saw the uh, pictures there of uh, your bike all kind of fully laden. Is that that's pretty much the sort of setup for the for the Northwest 500? No, that, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, it's heavy. It's uh, I, I haven't weighed it officially, but it's it's. I think it's double the weight once it's got everything on it. But it's it, it's all in the gearing then, and uh, you, you're not using the same gearing that necessarily I would have on my um, on my race bike, on on or on my mm. summer bike. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 mountain gearing almost. You know, um, some of the gravel bikes and things that you can get now, they they've got like a one by system, so. Um, there's a huge ring on uh, cog on the back that yeah. can really propel you up those climbs, and uh, and there's only one there's only one cog on the front. And and tri bars as well. Yeah, yeah. If um, yeah, for a bit of comfort, just uh, changing um, yeah, changing your hand positions, changing your grips. Um, you see a lot of people do it certainly for things like the um, the TCR, which is the the transcontinental race. They've all got tri bars on because. Those guys are crazy. They're doing, you know, three, four hundred miles uh, stint and 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 having like half an hour off and going off again. So um, it's crazy, crazy stuff. But uh, but yeah, so they'll have all that and 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 um, and you can actually get some really good modifications once you've got those those bars on and oh. do lots of things with the bags. Then. So Tim, this it's something really you've got to plan. This isn't the sort of thing you'd kind of wake up one morning decide you'd get your bike a bit of a backpack. And uh, and off you go. It really is. If you want to do this properly, you've got to really kind of you know think about your equipment and the sort of you know the sort of uh, stuff you want to bring along with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'm notoriously crazy when it comes to um, just off off the cuff long rides. But yeah, the, the the camping side of things, you really have to think about what you've got, what what gear you're taking, and uh, do you need to take it all? There's, there's having all those bags and different options. There's always there's always a, a tendency to take too much, I think. So yeah, once you've packed, it's it's worth kind of unpacking and packing again, and taking a bit out each time. But yeah, so the, the planning, it's all in the planning, I suppose, um, when you're doing something like that. And also, you know, for the safety aspect of it. 
people need to know where you are. And it's great having all these GPS things, but as mm. as, as we, we find out on a daily basis, technology fails. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so it's, it's always good to, you know, if you've made plans, it's always good to involve involve other people in those plans to, so they know where you are. You know, if, if I was organising a backpacking sort of uh, adventure for myself, maybe just sort of three or four days, what are the kind of essentials that I really need to make sure I've got? And that includes kind of, you know, what am I going to use to, to carry the stuff about do I, you know do you have like a, a rucksack or, or have you literally laden the bike with the kind of you know saddle bags and, and various bits and bobs, bobs that you can buy for the bike i suppose the, the, the best place to start really is is the bags um yep. look at your bike look at what your bike can take um and how you're going to distribute the weight around your bike that kind of thing then what you want to do is decide how you're going to sleep so there's, there's two main ways of doing this. You either take a tent or you can sleep under a tarp. And there's some ingenious ways that these guys make tents out of a tarpaulin using the bike as, as kind of the stands. Yeah, so it's, it's how are you going to sleep? It's, it's, it's where, where are you going to live? How are you going to sleep at night? Um, so you think about your, your, your sleeping bag and then it's food and then it's, then it's everything else after that. And then once you've thought about all that, you then have to think, how are you going to make that as light and as small as possible? You know, you look at your tent or you look at the sleeping bag that you've had for, for years uh, and you and throw them out because they're not going to be good enough. You've, you've got to get as small and compact as possible. Have you have, have you wandered into um, kind of cutting your toothbrush in half territory yet? Uh, not quite. No, no. <laughs> uh, there's certainly um, I've got one of those little fold away ones. Oh, super. So. There you go. I've seen people do that before. On the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably save you half a watt or yeah. something going up. And, you know. So is it important then, Tim, really to kind of, you know, not sort of rummage around your loft and your garage for sort of the old camping stuff you used to do with your mum and dad, but literally you really need to get kind of bike packing specific kit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, the great thing is that everything's becoming smaller anyway. So um, you can look online. And I mean, my tent that I, I use was, was a bit of a bargain, but it was uh, it's still a fairly expensive tent. But the rest of it came sort of online or, or from, from sort of camping places because everyone wants compact, even, with, even if you're a hiker or a mountain climber or whatever, you want things to be compact. So, so companies are making everything a bit smaller. So, so yeah, your old, your old gear from sort of, you know, 10 years ago or when you were a Cub Scout, you know it's just not going to cut it it's too heavy i have to say that half the fun for me about bike packing was buying all the kit in the first place i absolutely loved <laughs> you know, researching everything finding the lightest finding that right compromise between weight and price um yeah, yeah i can I'm, yeah. I'm completely agree with ben there I, I was exactly the same and and still am still spend money on a daily basis <laughs> <laughs> What stuff, guys, did you think that you ended up thinking, yeah, I definitely need this, but then after the journey, oh, that was a waste of time or a waste of space. I really could have done without that. Is there anything that you kind of think, no, you actually don't really need that? Um, I think with me, it was more it was more different types of, of food and things. I mean, taking taking sachets of hot chocolate and uh, and you know tea bags and things just just unnecessary really you know you, you unless you're really in the wilderness you can you can find somewhere for a for a cover but yeah and 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 clothing just you know making sure you're not taking taking too much clothing you just need a t-shirt and a pair of shorts what about keep it dry um tim i mean obviously you know if, if, you, if it rains and you've stopped and you're in your tent then you should be okay but but what about sort of 
I guess stopping your stuff getting wet as you're riding um, is it just uh, you know just part of it or, or is there anything you can kind of do just to try and keep keep the sort of dampness off your stuff well every you know most of the bags and things are waterproof anyway but then you can buy you can buy dry bags of all different different sizes and shapes so yeah the majority of my gear is kind of in a dry bag in the main bags if you like so it's, it's kind of double protection really you're listening to the just riding about podcast it's about bicycles bicycling and the people who bicycle those bicycles you guys did a like a, a, a dry run for the, the the scotland trip didn't you and ben ben came along as well yeah yeah that was great it was <clears throat> i was kind of just bought all the gear um and i needed to uh i needed to get it all on the bike and i needed to see how i was going to cope um riding a distance mm. with it all on there so yeah yeah just booked a, a little campsite that i know fairly well down in weymouth myself ben billy and uh and i got our good friend carolyn yeah we, we were just bimbled down there one day and kind of come home the next day it was uh it was a really pleasant really pleasant trip yeah that was that was really good fun that ride that, that was yeah holiday very nice. Had the most amazing weather as well. I remember. <laughs> it was stunning. Yes, that was absolutely yeah, absolutely lovely weather. I mean, I, I have I, I had a trip last year or the year before. I can't remember. But I went to um, uh, East Anglia for a bike packing trip, and I had a couple of days where I got caught in the rain. It was okay. I had like a a lightweight waterproof for myself, and my luggage was. It's shower proof. There was a couple of bits where the water did get in. But you've you've done you've done a bit of France as well, Ben. Yeah, so I um my first year my first trip bike packing, I I was looking at doing something like sort of London to Paris or um and I, I couldn't figure out the logistics. Mm. So in the end I bought got on my bike packing stuff and I cycled from my house to uh, Portsmouth, which is about twenty miles, mm. caught a ferry to France and I cycled down to a town called Fougere, um, where I saw the start of a stage of the Tour de France and cycled back up to the coast again and caught the ferry home. So about sort of five days in total, I think. And it was absolutely lovely. And the cheapest holiday I've ever had. Uh, you know, the ferry was 30 quid each way and camping was like seven euros a night and the rest was just food. What about security-wise, guys? I mean, you know, you're sleeping, your bike's just sort of sitting about you, you, you know is there any concerns that someone's going to come and pinch your stuff or, or do you feel that that's not really that that, that is a bit of a worry yeah i always find that a bit of a concern um i, I always take a lock with me um, and you have to kind of trust to luck sometimes that everything's going to be okay but but I, it's unlikely i think in, in I, the real I, world i have seen those bike packing tents where you you kind of like the the front of your bike you sort of take the front wheel off the bike and then the the part of the bike becomes the one end of the tent. yeah so half your bike yeah. is in with you sort of style yeah it kind of kind of stretches off the saddle doesn't it uh -huh. and, and yeah well yeah there's lots of lots of different options and like i said earlier on with the with the tarpaulin you you end up using the front and the back wheel and, and all sorts in different different modes okay. to um to hold it up so but then like like ben said mm. you know you take a decent lock with you mm. you can you, you know you can tie tie the bike to some of the guy ropes on your tent that kind of thing just so that if there was any any tampering you know it, it would wake you yeah. um i've i've got a, a a small kind of pocket alarm that um that i can kind of loop to it and uh, and keep in the tent with me so if the bike moves it would pull the trigger on this alarm um and that would go off uh, okay um so yeah it's not just it's just you know it's it's that's part of the fun i think is problem solving it's about sitting and thinking how you know what am i going to do and, and how can what little gadget or what can i do to 
to, to, to remedy that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Talking of problem solving then, Tim, what about mechanical problem? I mean, that's one fear for me is that you sort of, you know, 150 miles from anywhere and something goes, you know, the chain breaks or, or, you know, a cable snap or something. So, I mean, do you plan for that or are you just sort of crossing your fingers and hoping that you're near a bike shop if something goes a little bit wrong? Yeah, you you need to know your way around a bike. Um, I think that's essential. I mean, my my only fear, and touch wood while I'm sat here, is, is that a, a spoke doesn't break because I'm useless with... Uh, <laughs> With, with true in wheels but anything anything else i can kind of sort out myself so i take <clears throat> i take a spare gear cable or spare brake cable i even take a spare um derailleur hanger wow. um, they're only tiny things so it, it can fit in a, in a in a pack somewhere yeah it's just just making sure you've got something that if, if something did go wrong you could you could get to a shop you know you could get to the nearest town or whatever but you do need to you, you do need to have a, a you know kind of an idea of your, of your way around a bike. So, so certainly a consideration if you if you're thinking of doing this, you do really need to have a, a you know a, a sort of a basic skill set in terms of a bit of mechanical yeah. knowledge. Just if something does. Go, I mean, has anything gone wrong for you? Have you have you had to sort of you know uh, duct tape anything up just to get you to the next town? Um, not at the moment, no. No, it's 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 been okay. Touchwood, uh, not certainly not on any of the, the the bike packing trips that I've done. I've I've done a few up to Oxford and back um, to to see relatives and kind of sleep in their gardens and things. And that's um, no, that that that's all been that's all been okay. Other than you know the the kind of half expected puncture, but um, I've now I've now gone tubeless. So uh, so that's that's that out the window. Okay. Oh, Bob, Bob, you, you oh, love a bit of tubeless. I'm all about the tubeless. I'm a full on yeah. convert. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's the yeah. No, I think I think with your with your sort of carrying of uh, with with the carrying of the bits, I think probably the reason that you've never had uh, like a, a front derailleur go wrong is because you're carrying one, and it's it's that, isn't it? You know, it's like yeah. if you what you leave at home, you will break. By, by we did we did go for a, a, a quite a, it's quite an infamous trip within our group. We went down to Woolacombe. It wasn't necessarily bikepacking. We had a we had a a, a place to stay, but I think I was about 15, 15 or so miles from the digs, and uh, and my crank snapped, so I had one pedal. Wow! I had to pedal back <laughs> one legged. Because you, 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 well, that's one hell of a machine. Right, yeah, you don't, you, you don't really carry an extra that's crank a, around. It's a large one. You need a trailer. To <laughs> just take another bike with really, you. Just so, in case I mean, you just swap over. Interestingly, Tim. Then I mean, having a pedal with. What about fitness-wise, then, mate? I mean, is this something that? You've got to, again, when it comes to the planning, you do need to have a half-decent level of fitness if you're going to be doing this kind of thing. It's not the sort of thing, you know, a new cyclist should really entertain. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you need to you need to work up to it. I've I've been out and done some some quite silly miles, certainly around the end of last year, around Christmas time, because, yeah, because you're, you're building yourself up to, I, I needed to do 500 miles a day um, and, and be comfortable doing that. So yeah, I've, I've kind of got to that point. It's, it's a shame that I've had to postpone. I've had to postpone the event now. But yeah, you, you, you do need you do need that level of fitness. Although I would say I, I find that when you're going on a on a bike packing trip, because you're only doing if you if you, if you're only doing like 50 miles a day, that sounds quite a lot for a ride. But if you've got a whole day to do 50 miles in, there's no hurry. You can cycle at a nice gentle pace. You know, you can stop for lunch. And if you're not pushing yourself to, to always hit a good time, actually, I mean, you still have to be fit enough to do the miles. But actually, I find it quite 
easy riding. Yeah, you're never you're never going to pick up any um, any Strava segments while you're you're bike packing. It's just far too heavy. And uh, and yeah, it's 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 nice it's nice to take that pressure off and actually just ride around at a sensible pace. So yeah, but I think I think it's just just it's more about having the fitness to be able to to ride at like say fifty or or hundred miles, and then get up the next day and do exactly the same. You know, some of us we we'll, we'll do a big ride at the weekend. And then we'll have two or three days before we get on a bike again, you know, when we go back to work. Yeah, yeah. So being able to do that day after day after day after day is, is that's where the fitness thing comes in. I think. It's that thing where, where it's like, uh, you know, you kind of um, uh, kind of riding out and then just and just riding and just riding. And then you stop for stop yeah. to have something to eat. And it's like, well, just go and ride some more, I guess. And if, yeah. Yeah, if you slow down, then you slow down and then you'll speed back up again, I guess. Just keep keep the wheels turning. Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. And, and when you're when you're doing the big miles, I think it's more about focusing on your average speed with a view to to it being a long day. Mark Beaumont, who is the guy that holds the the, the round the world record, mm-hmm. he's amazing. At, he's, he's such a strong cyclist, but he's amazing at keeping his his average speed was was actually fairly you know nothing really compared to what we can put out um, on a normal club ride. But then he's doing 250 uh, average of 250 miles a day. Yeah. So, so he's, 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 he's very good at keeping that average speed um, to a sensible limit and it's consistent then, it, it, you know, he can, he can almost dial a speed in and, and keep it at a consistent level. Uh-huh. So what's the real, the real uh, kind of attraction, Tim? What, what, what is it that, that you feel is the real kind of the, the fun bit of doing this bikepacking? Because some people might be listening and thinking, Oh, do you know what? So, you know, just let me get a, a plane somewhere, and and I'll, I'll worry about cycling when I get back. You know, what what gives you that desire to it's, do? It's um, I like to, I like the self sufficientness of it. If that's if that's a word, mm. um, I like that. I like the uh, I like the adventure. I like to be able to see new things, different things. It's it's like when you when you you travel somewhere every day by car, and then uh, uh, one day you'll jump on a train. You know, and you'll see a completely different countryside. You'll see a completely different place. Mm-hmm. So then go and do it by bike, and it's again completely different again. And 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 also that that sense of achievement at the end of it. You know, that's I did did 150 some odd miles one evening over over Christmas. I did I did it overnight. <laughs> it was it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. I, I'm notoriously notoriously useless at sleeping. So I I sat in the evening. And I thought I'm going to go for a ride and and. Kind of 100, about 152 or something miles later, I rocked up, rocked up at home again. And, but the achievement is brilliant. You know, you get off your bike and go. I've, I've just, I've just done that. That's amazing. Well, I, I, um, I thought you, were, I thought you were going to say it was because you've, you've got a notorious uh, kind of, um, kind of, sort of bad sense of direction, and that's why you're <laughs> just kind of riding for hours. I know I live around here somewhere. Which... No, it was, it was great, and it, it was, uh, yeah, it was December. Um, so it was freezing cold, um, but n- there was no one around. So yeah. you're riding through the middle of the night. There's absolutely no one around. And yeah, yeah. I, I, you could be out, just stay out there for hours because it's so much fun. I, I mean, can you get lost, um, Tim? I mean, I know, I'm sure you must have some sort of GPS device, but do you still find that, that half the fun is maybe going where you, you probably shouldn't or where, or where the device is telling you not to go and then it just seems more interesting to go a certain different route? Um, I, mean, I think... The only times I've really 
kind of when I've been when I've had the bags on and I've been camping. The only times I've really gone off of of the beaten track, I suppose, is is on my way some of my trips up to Oxford because I know the route so well that um, it's quite nice to go past the odd road and think, well, I wonder where that goes or. I wonder if that would get me there quicker or whether there's a, a nice hill to go up or something like that. So, so yeah, I think, but normally I kind of know, I, I, I know where I'm going. I've got that plan, but yeah, getting lost is, is cool. You know, there's, there's, there's no, <laughs> unless it's absolutely howling and, and you, you know, you're in, you're in some sort of trouble. Getting lost is, is not a problem. I, I do enjoy getting lost. That is, that is one of my favorite things about cycling is just cycling past a, a road and thinking, I've, n- I've never been down that road. Let's, let's just go down there and have a look. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I, I pan- it's because I've been lost too many times. I end up panicking. I get like an inner panic. <laughs> that sort of starts go, oh, I'll, I'll never get home. When I'm bikepacking, I like to, um, I've only got like the cheapest Garmin, uh, little Garmin 25. So when I load a route on there, all I get is just the very vaguest of black lines to follow. And, and that's the only map I have. So I'll be cycling through France or, you know, middle of um, East Anglia somewhere. No idea where I am. And I've only got this tiny little black wiggle to follow. And I kind of like that because I've no idea what's coming up or where I'm going or where I am. And it's, it's just a suggestion yeah. about where to go next. That's it. Yeah. But, you, but I, I would say with bikepacking, you kind of need to get where you're going. You know, it. it Unless you're in the complete wilderness and you can camp anywhere you like, usually you've got to head towards the campsite at least. <laughs> so some sort of navigation is probably important. Yeah. Uh, with with Scotland, I just kind of obviously you can you can free camp wherever you like in Scotland. I, I just kind of set that that distance and and looked around to see where the nearest small town was or small village or whatever, and and just kind of planned to stop around that kind of area just so that. I could camp, but also if I did need supplies or I did need, need to get something, then then it was I knew it was only down the road. So I've heard about this in in Scotland. You can just literally just sort of pitch up on the side of the road and and stop. Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a controversial thing, really. That it's like everything; it gets abused, uh-huh. and there's that uh, you you're supposed to leave everything your way you found mm. it, which mm. is you know how we how we should live anyway. But um, but yeah, there's there's lots of people that, that don't kind of see it like that there's there's lots of uh, uh you know there's been trouble in the summer in the summertime with fires um lots of trouble with littering yeah, that kind yeah. of thing so there are there are a, there is a a big number of, of local scottish people that kind of want that that looked at and um and maybe regulated a little bit which would be a shame mm. but on the flip side you can kind of understand their frustrations yeah certainly in 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 england the only place where you can wild camp like that legally is on dartmoor and I have done a few trips with my daughter and some friends of ours um, just walking on Dartmoor. So just taking a tent up, hiking up to somewhere nice, camping okay. overnight under a floor or something and, and off again. But yeah, most, the rest of, rest of England, you're not allowed to camp unless yeah. it's on a campsite. Mm-hmm. So Tim, if you was to kind of, so, you know, if we've got people listening who's a little bit keen on maybe giving this a go, if you could sort of come up with a, a brief checklist of things that you really need to kind of consider before you know taking on one of these kind of adventures yeah. is it you know you sort of four or five things that you say look just really think about this think about that before you go and make sure you've got one of these or make sure you've got one of those just something kind of brief and quick that um people can just make sure they consider before they uh before they head off in um well, I, I look at i look at it always with with big miles in in my head so 
I, firstly, I would make sure you can ride ride the long miles. And once you've done that, it's probably worth setting up a trip with maybe a, um, a, a bed and breakfast stop just to get just to get the feel of being away from home. You know, to maybe taking some just some gear with you on a, in a backpack and and do it that way before you go out and start spending money on on all these elaborate bags and and and, and tents and things that you need. Just make sure you enjoy it first. And once you've done that, yeah. Get a decent tent or, or, or decide how you're going to sleep, either a tent or a tarp. I'd say a tent. It's more secure. It's, it's you know, just you, you, you feel better in a tent, I think. Get yourself a decent tent. Get yourself a decent sleeping bag that you, you don't mind carrying around. And, yeah, know, know where you're going, I suppose. Planning. So, Tim, um, you said uh, a little earlier on that you've, what with the, the way that the world is at the moment, you've had to uh, phone um, your Scotland ride. Have, have you got like a, 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 is it down in the diary or are you just sort of putting it off for now or what's what's the plan? Um, so, yeah, so the plan changed, obviously. Um, I, it was quite a tough decision to make, really, and I've, I've left it right mm-hmm. to the last minute. But, yeah, we've had, we've mm-hmm. had to cancel it. Interestingly enough, I, on, the, on the day that I was due to go, on the 1st of June, I'm now going to try and get the 500 miles in right. using Zwift right. at home. But I'm going to do it in two days. So we're going to do 250 miles a day. Um <laughs> Which be which is going to be going to be interesting. I'm going to try and stream it, stream it live, and 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 which be I can't say that's going to be the most interesting stream, but um, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to we're going to give that a go. 250 miles a day. But yeah, Scotland itself. Um, I was going to put it back to September, but then I had I had another trip planned in July this year that just had to be put put back to September over to France. So um, so it's probably going to have to be next year now. I'm thinking probably May time oh. next year. But yeah, I, I need to. I need to. I need to get a date. Brilliant. So, Tim, if people want to follow your uh, your exploits, I mean, if, can can you let people know how they can follow you? I think you're on Instagram. Yeah. Are you on Twitter or anything like that? What? How can people um, sort of keep up with? Uh, with it's your main, uh, so yeah, mainly on Instagram actually, which is quite aptly named Keep Up Fatty <laughs> underscore Adventures. So it's Keep Up Fatty Adventures. Yeah, it's just the Keep Up Fatty <laughs> thing. Is it's a it's a mantra. It was it was something that. I, I used to have it stuck on a uh, like a little sticker on my Garmin when I was racing. Um, I've, I've always been quite hard on myself, so uh, yeah, and it's just stuck. It's just stuck with me. So um, so that's 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 what it is. Yeah, keep up fatty adventures. Well, Bob, I mean, I don't know about you, mate, but that's kind of really piqued my interest in, in now doing my little trip abroad and, and maybe doing something a little bit more than just that kind of sort of morning rides. Has it has it got you? I've already got my hacksaw to my toothbrush as I'm speaking. I've... Brilliant stuff, mate. Brilliant stuff. Well, mate, I, I think we can we can probably sort of now thank Ben and thank Tim for their crucial insight into uh, into sort of backpacking and, and and sort of taking your cycling a little bit further than than sort of just a sort of you know couple of hours that people might do in a, in and around their local area. So there's there's quite a lot of um, great advice in there so i think it just it's just left for me to say thanks tim thank you very much you're welcome and thank you bob as well mate as as ever i think we've uh we've we've put together a a, a very good special thank you very much i've enjoyed it thank you very much gents you've got me in the mood for it now and uh yeah yeah, i'm gonna have to yeah